Hi everyone, my name is Amanda Bulow and I'm the founder of Awesome Women in Construction, or AWIC, a not-for-profit association who provides a supporting community for women in the construction industry. I've started a podcast series called Awesome Women, taking a wide focus on women in all areas of the community, construction, automotive, mining, healthcare, farming, hospitality and many others. I have met some amazing and wonderful women in my time, and they all have a story to tell, one that we are ready to hear. The podcast guests have had and are having amazing careers. They are small business owners, many of them raising a family at the same time. Others I know are training for a variety of reasons, including representing our country in sport and climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Some of you have represented your country in sport and are now writing books and carving out very successful careers. Some of our guests are employed full time and have a side hustle. Your journeys vary, but they are all inspirational and can show others what the world has to offer. You are an inspiration to me and I wanna share that with the AWIC members in our fabulous community. My intention was to have a casual chat, enabling women to tell their stories. This has definitely been achieved. I have enjoyed recording these podcasts. Now it's time for you to enjoy listening to them. Hi everybody. Well, it's time for another awesome women podcast and today we've got Susie joining us. Hi Susie. Hi Amanda, how are you? Good, thank you. Now, Susie is an experienced CEO, having led not-for-profit organisations across the environment and social services sector for 15 years, and is currently the CEO of the Morton Bay Foundation. That's so, right. How cool. That is cool. Yeah, very fortunate to have had um, the opportunities and experiences that I've had and to, you know, to be currently working with the Morton Bay Foundation um, which is really one of the jewels in the crown for South East Queensland. So, yeah, it's exciting. So how did, how did you end up being, a, you know, falling into, not falling into, how did you get into being a CEO for not-for-profit? No, falling into it's about right, actually, because some people, you know, might have had, like, very long-term um, ideas about their career progression from when they're very young. And, and I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. And... Um, it's interesting because I now say that I, I kind of worked it out when I was about 40 um, that what I wanted to be was in charge. So, um, you know, we, we, uh, we don't encourage our girls to think about leadership or CEO or business as, um, as a role. We talk about, you know, nurses and doctors and lawyers and careers that are um, a profession in themselves. And I don't think we do enough to celebrate um, the role that, just being a leader and, you know, being strategic and, and kind of making decisions and how important that is. So I was probably a bossy little girl. My family would say yes. And um, we grew up in agriculture and on the land. And so that's where my love of the environment and nature and natural resource management, but in a practical sense, the, the economic opportunities out of that as well. And yeah, I started work in the land care movement and then progressed to regional catchment management and um, and I was the CEO at my first CEO role when in my early 30s. Um, yeah, so I was, I was there for 13 years and then progressed on to social services and um, yeah, homelessness and housing and child protection and quite intense um, 
you know, and vulnerable people. So that was very fulfilling. And yeah, now I'm, my third CEO role um, is this one with the foundation and I've been here about 12 months. Yeah, approaching 12 months. Yeah, nice. So, what is it about being a CEO of these organisations? And they're fantastic, you know, from what you talked about and, you know, cover quite a, a wide cross-section. What is it about them that, you know, gets you out of bed or, you know, what are the highlights of it? Yeah, and I, I think um, the thing for me is is about um, it's it's probably that Sanic like find your why. So I've been attracted to uh, for purpose organisations. People sometimes misunderstand the word not for profit. We we don't we can't make a loss, otherwise we don't have a future. But our profits are reinvested back in the business, and and those businesses are always about um, contributing you know, in some respects to the greater good and, and to the future. So, so fine, I've worked for four purpose organisations and those purposes align with, you know, my personal goals. And I, and I think that that doesn't really matter if you're working in not-for-profit or um, business or government. If you align your um, core values, if you can work where you're very much aligned with what your values are, you know, you get job satisfaction and, and you get success. Yeah. So, Susie, you know, construction industry is heavily male-dominated and we are getting better at, you know, waving the flag and saying, hey, we're here, take notice of it, or sometimes we just kick the door in and go, hey, we're here anyway. So, but being CEO on these boards would have been, a, you know, a familiar, you know, surrounding for yourself, I would assume. Oh, yeah, I've always um, worked, you know, the, I mean, the social services sector, there tends to be, you know, more women, but certainly um, we tend to still appoint the boys as the CEOs <laughs> and, and the board chairman, even if we're, um, even if we're employing 95% women, we, we, you know, there's a, there is still, despite targets, you know, set um, and kind of lots of moves um, through, you know, industry bodies like, you know, AICD and ASIC, like, yeah, and, and, and a strong recognition that of the value, um, you know, if we don't pull women through into leadership roles, we're missing out on 51% of the population. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a skills gap. It's, it's not actually even about gender equality. It's about all those people you're missing out on in non-employment. And I think that, um, you know, modern businesses and contemporary society is starting to recognise that. But yeah, on the job, you would find in the construction industry, I'm sure that there are still, you know, some pretty strong stereotypes. Um, and I guess, you know, we were chatting before that um, sometimes, uh, um, sometimes we girls are our own worst enemy in just a sort of, um, you know, perhaps taking on that uh, stereotype a little too much and not feeling confident to have a go. and. I guess that's, you know, one thing that I've always um, done, really. It's probably a lesson um, learnt from my folks is just to have a go because there are opportunities and, and if it's your passion, um, you know, you'll, you'll make it happen. So, yeah. And sometimes we've just got to take that leap of faith, you know, just if we see it, we'll actually try it, you know. And what's the worst that happens to you? Well, the worst thing that can happen is you can say be told no, right? So I, I actually, um, as part of my story, um, the first time I applied to be a CEO, I didn't get the job. I was, you know, the second, the second person in line, and then that person was there, and 
and I would report it to them and grew and, and applied for that role 18 months later and then I got it. So sometimes if you're, and I've sort of not uh, worked for myself as much as, as working in employed roles, but um, sometimes you'd have to put your, stick your hand up and let it be known that you're um, wanting to do more and to take those opportunities. And I don't think that's necessarily in just applying for a CEO role or applying for a job. Sometimes that might be about promoting your business to a new um, customer. Uh, you know, sometimes just that sticking your hand up and putting yourself out there and saying, hey, we're here. Um, you just never know what, uh, sometimes there might be a door slam in your face, but sometimes it's a door that's opened and um, yeah, just keep trying. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And I guess too, that's where, you know, um, from an aid point of view, we love to have, you know, the resources available and from women that have had those experiences in the sense that they've been in a role, they might have left to have their family and they come back and they go, you know what, this really isn't for me. I'd love to look at other options. And being able to use your network to find out maybe what additional study you might need or, you know, talking to somebody who's already in that role that can help you dissect your transferable skills. Absolutely, and and I think um, uh, well, one of the reasons I've agreed, you know, to speak to the other thing that is finding um, not only networks but mentors and and um, you know the responsibility that if you do break through the grass grass the glass ceiling to make sure you lead the ladder down and and keep pulling someone through and. And I think um, mentors don't have to be women. You know, you can find male mentors as well that will also help you on your journey. But yeah, your networks, um, and 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 it's sometimes that's difficult for more introverted people who you know sort of being forced to socialise for work is not that much fun. If that resonates with that for anyone, and I, I've worked with some people that um, it's not their preferred space to be in is big groups and networking. But um, you know, there's other ways building relationships and having a um, and having a, a circle around you, I guess, of people who have got your back or who might open the next door up is is pretty important. And um, I think AWIC's an awesome opportunity for people to do that, is to build those networks and, and um, you know, be around not only like-minded people, but people that might challenge you a bit to extend yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I like what you were saying before about how you applied for um, the role, you know, to, for your first CEO role, yeah. you apply for that and didn't get it, but you didn't take it as a knockback and you didn't go, okay, well, that was not for me. You know, you took it on as a learning experience and were obviously fortunate that the um, person who got the CEO role and those that surrounding, you know, management level were happy to guide you into, you know, maybe still yeah. those gaps that weren't quite, that were open. Yeah, and, and, that, and that was actually about the third time that it happened to me, not applying for a CEO, but applying for a, you know, a role that was um, probably uh, beyond my skills and then, you know, getting it the second time sort of thing. So, um, uh, yeah, that that's that little bit about that. Um, well, I don't think you get knocked down and get back up again, but, yeah, don't, it's, don't, um, don't be frightened to take feedback on, you know, okay, all right, didn't get the job or didn't, you know, didn't win that business contract. Like, can you give us some feedback? How can we improve? And, um, you know, it's not necessarily personal. That's an opportunity for growth and learning and, and further development and then investing in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because not every no is, you know, is the end of the world. It's just, like you said, it's 
sitting back and going, okay, so it's not now. It doesn't mean it's not tomorrow. No, that's right. Yeah. And in reality, that's life. You know, we're not just, like I said, uh, if you plotted my career history and, and my journey um, through life and, and work, um, it's not a it's not it's not a linear graph going up 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 up. It's kind of a down backwards sideways. Oh yeah, we'll go forward for a little while, and and uh, you know it actually makes for a bit more of an interesting life as well. And you know the challenge you learn as much from um, the bits where the dra the graph drops a bit. I think that's where your growth and development comes from in life, and and um, you take those lessons and and apply them. And yeah, it'd be pretty boring if it was easy all the time, right? I know, right? If you picked up a novel and the, you know, the heroine wakes up and they're happy and they got a great job and a wonderful life and then they go peacefully off, you wouldn't really read it, would you? You know, not really a page turner. <laughs> a lot of reality going on there. <laughs> exactly right. That's the yeah. We've touched on networking before um, and how it can help with all sorts of things. But how has it helped you with your career and progression and and finding mentors or or the next, you know? course to study or workshops to attend yeah and um look i most of my career has been in regional queensland and i think um you know uh in regional queensland too you you really kind of um i don't i don't think it's any different than being in the city but your your network um is maybe smaller so it's even more important to invest in it so i mean i could count on um I could write a list of people, you know, I was thinking the last opportunity I was looking for and they were asking for, you know, referees and I can call on state members of parliament, local government, you know, councillors, um, heads of heads of government departments, heads of industry groups um, and, and, and I was sort of going through this and other social service providers or, you know, not for profits and I was thinking that through about wow this is actually I was you know sometimes you surprise yourself when you start to write a list down and you go oh gee whiz that this is a bigger pool than I thought I could call on um, and so um, I guess that those relationships have been built with people who um, you know you operate with honesty and integrity and they're involved in a project that you're working on or you know, some opportunity that you're pursuing that has joint objectives. And if you operate in a in an, in an open way, then you do kind of build um, lifelong, they don't have to be your best friends, but they're the people that they are there, then you kind of think back and you go, oh yeah, well, that person might be able, that person might know X or that person, you know, yeah. And um, I think, being apolitical has always helped too. You know, I don't take a particular. I have I have strong political views, but I don't I don't share them <laughs> in my professional career. You know, they're they're um they're something that yeah you you kind of build apolitical relationships that can be, and, that, and that's not for other people. You know, um yeah, using political strategies is very effective. But I but I've always taken a middle of the road approach, and um I found I find my tribe is broader because of that, and and I have a diversity of people that. Um, I can call on, yeah, for whether it be letter of support for a funding application through to getting in to see a minister about a, a big decision, you know, so. Mm. And, and you're right, you know, and, you know, sometimes I think we forget about the people that our contacts know. You know, it's incredibly, you know, we have our community, but then it's those people that they know. And 
you know, a lot of the times when you just mentioned it then about, you know, reaching out and going, you know, Sally might be in the Department of Housing or the, she yeah. might have a, have a link to the Minister for whatever and, you know, if I'm trying to get funding for a program, then, you know, we say, hey, Sally, do you mind putting us in contact with or do you know? Yeah. And that's, I guess, too, that comes back to the confidence that you were talking about earlier in just asking. You know, it's not our role to know everything about everything. You know, we need to sometimes know a little about everything and just yeah. know who to go to for exactly yeah um i you know i saw a, a, a met a person once who um gave me their business card and they gave me two and they said there's one for you and one to pass on and you know we don't use business cards as much anymore it's a bit more digital but it's kind of like yeah that's right actually if you if you think about your connection not as a connection with one person but a connection with two people the multiplier effect um and yeah people don't people like to help hey it makes them feel good so just ask them yeah, yeah, and it really helps, um, you know, when we when COVID first hit um, and we went into lockdown and from an AWIC point of view, we had to, you know, obviously cancel all our events that we had scheduled and we whipped it all straight back onto virtual and, you know, I will admit that there was a call to arms and a, and a can you please help and, you know, I shouldn't be surprised but I was really um, chuffed at the immediate response and then, yep, let's help you out, Amanda, and you know, it was um, fantastic in the sense that we could continue with events, we could continue, you know, the providing that support, providing that education during a time when none of us knew what was going to happen, how short it was going to be, how long it was going to be. And from that, you know, the people and the, you know, sometimes I think I've done more networking during COVID than I have otherwise. You know. Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. And that's, that's a big compliment to you and AWIC, Amanda, that, you know, people, um, they will help where there's a genuine cause, you know, and that, that and something they believe in. So, you know, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Now, Susie, you've got three adult sons. I do. And they're you wouldn't, all... I know, I look a lot younger than that, don't I? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, they're all in construction. I know. I, I kind of was writing that little bio for you and I thought, yeah. oh, that's pretty cool. So my mother's family, my father's family was in agriculture and my mother's family were all builders, but that's probably not where that comes from. They're just, they, it's just what they've been. Um, it's interesting. The youngest is a, is a carpenter and he, when he was about 12, he said, mum, don't you have to go to uni when you finish school? And I said, no, you don't have to, mate. He said, oh, thank God for that. So he's always been very practical and I think we, maybe don't value, um, you know, our trades as much as we could because they're kind of keeping the world going. But, um, yeah, so he's a carpenter. Um, the Another boy is doing um, his sheet metal apprenticeship. So he works in uh, for Aussie Sheet Metals here in, in Brizzy and um, the oldest boy is studying to be an architect. So, yeah, I'm just looking to, you know, my next career to be starting our own construction company. Yeah, you're going to plumber and electrician. You're right. I know, I know. Well, they've got bot mates, you know, so yeah, when you have boys, you don't just have your own boys, you have a lot of boys, you have a lot of friends. So, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. very, um, it's very interesting that they've all gone into, um, yeah, that design and construction sort of, and, and, um, yeah, and they're good at it, which is nice. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you mentioned there about how the opportunities aren't necessarily shown to them, you know, at, you know, you're in grade nine, grade 10, and all of a sudden you're being told you need to, you know, think about what you want to study for the rest of the world, you know, or, and the rest of your lifetime. And 
you know, some of us at 40 are still working out what we want to do for the rest of our lives. But exactly, yeah, yeah. Part of what we're, you know, teeing up with Bond Uni and TAFE and busy at work and just wanting to highlight to our next generation that the opportunities are endless. You know, if you're great with colours and you love putting, you know, purple stripes and black and white dots or whatever it is together, then there's an amazing career in interior design waiting for you. Yeah. And that in itself, interior design, has so many, you know, it's one heading that has so many opportunities underneath it. Yeah, and and I think, you know, my experience from raising sons was that if my boys were kind of had a filter of um, that, you that uh, and look, I really value higher education. I work with the research sector and I, and I have, you know, an MBA and stuff, but, you know, they're, they're this filter that the only pathway um, and, and yeah, celebrating the, the vet pathway, the vocational training and the trades and, and those um Certainly, if there's a filter that the boys think that that's you know not not as um, positive as some other career choices, I guess that I do believe that that's probably even harder for girls. Um, and so yeah, that I think that the work that you're doing with the TAFEs and the schools and you know kind of yeah promoting um, construction, it's the same for not for profit. You know what I mean? Like we actually don't celebrate our caring professions um most vulnerable people in society and we're not you know we're not celebrating those professions as well so um yeah it's a big world out there and there's lots of roles that we all need to play and they're all valuable so yeah i think that's for, for young people um multiple opportunities not a particular pathway yeah and, and something that one's not better over the other you know, if you're academic and you, you know, want to go to uni and do accounting and do all these sorts of things, that's absolutely fantastic and do yes. it. I'm just there to remind you that, you know, there's this whole amazing industry in construction and you can specialise in that. Yeah. You know, um, there's also a whole amazing industry in marine science. But, you know, it's just showcasing these opportunities. And a lot of the time, the other conversation that we have with them is just pick something. It's not yeah. a life you know. No, I know. There's, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, just finish it though. If you pick a trade or you pick uni or you pick whatever, finish it. Yeah. That shows that you have that drive and that ability to start and finish something, which potential employers love, but it's not a forever. And you don't know what doors will open from that. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, one mm. of the ladies that was on the panel for our scaffolding the future workshop she's done a painting apprenticeship and now she's the national OHS manager. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, huge opportunity. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure when you're, you know, like you said, 14 or 15 to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even know what we were going to do in 2020, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and that's still, uh, still up in the end. But look, we're nearing the end of it. So Throw out that right. yearly plan. <laughs> That's right, so bring on 
Uh, for sure. Like I, um, scuba diving was something that I discovered late in life and it's nice. It's one of the reasons I was quite attracted to this job is that, you know, um, getting out in the bay and there's, there's, um, you know, wonderful coral diversity in Morton Bay. We don't have to go to Cairns to see coral. We've got um, more diversity in coral here in, in Morton Bay than the Caribbean. So um, oh. scuba diving is actually, we have more visitors in the Great Barrier Reef, um, you know, because there's, yeah, a lot of locals here celebrating, I guess, those values. But, um, yeah, diving's my zen. I actually find that um, almost a form of meditation because you need to slow down and no one can email you when you're under the water. Uh, they can email you, but you know, you're not inclined to want to check your phone and check and, and that sort of thing. So it's a very immersive, um, pardon the pun, experience that, um, you know, that, yeah, you, you, you're almost forced to be mindful and we know mindful is the new black. And uh, yeah, so that's what, but even cooking, like cooking is something that I just enjoy, you know, rest, just recipes and flavours and, and that sort of stuff. So I can get as much joy out of that as I can going scuba diving and, and feeding my family. And yeah, I don't use the word um, balance because it's kind of like, it's almost like, oh, you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And you, you know, make sure you get your yoga class in and, and, um, and it's, it's actually just a whole lot more pressure. You know, did yeah. you get your balance this week? And it's kind of like, yeah, no, nah, I just sort of missed that. But uh, yeah, that self care and um, and you know, working out that we we work to live, not live to work. It is pretty important. And and I've certainly had some times um, in my career, and um, I actually a sole parent. So like when I had three little kids under ten and and a full time job as a CEO, like it was um, it was pretty big and there were some times where I crashed and burned for sure and yeah someone probably should have pointed out the virtues of self-care and balance to me back then but uh yeah I think would we need to listen to those people Just, like sorry would we have listened though even if someone pointed no, out no <laughs> <laughs> way too busy so yeah I think I think yes um you know finding finding your joy um your joy can be in your work if you're if you're very aligned with your purpose in, in your work. You know you can you can get a lot of joy out of that. But yeah, taking some time uh, for yourself. The word re recreation. I don't know if anyone's ever thought about it, but you need to break that down to recreate. So the real the reason why we do recreation is it's the recreation of yourself and your soul and your energy and your passion to you know go out and save the world or change it or build it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to know that we've got our own little um, oasis off Morton um, full of coral that we can all be going out and, and having a look at. I that's know. It. See, it's a little forgotten gem that yeah, we, you right. know, that's what our role is, is to promote it to the world so we can all treasure it forever. Yeah, fantastic. Now, Susie, where can people find out more about um, Morton Bay Foundation? www.mortonbayfoundation and, um, yeah, and if you want to drop me an email or there's an inquiry line on our on our website. So, um, yeah, love to hear Facebook, Insta, um, all of the hashtags and the, yeah, so we'd love to hear from people. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we'll share those um, links as well. But thank you very much for your time, Susie. I've loved having a chat. And, um, yeah, and here's to, here's to tomorrow and taking over the world one bit at a time. Exactly. <laughs> Good for you, Amanda. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you.